Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And at this point where I've played the game for hours and hours and hours, I still don't understand why it's called that. And I don't understand why that's their special move. My name is Derek Cranervelt, and you're listening to Xbox Game Passengers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, If this is not your first time, thanks so much for coming back. But if it is your first time here, this is the show where each and every episode, myself and a guest will dissect and discuss one game available on Microsoft's Game Pass service, which was chosen for us completely at random. Whether it's a magical or horrible experience, we'll force ourselves through it, share our thoughts, and let you know whether or not the game is worth your time. At the end of the episode, we'll even be drawing the game for the next show as well. So stay tuned for that. Every week, I'm joined with a guest. Last week, Michaela and I, who you have heard on the show before, we talked at length about the surprisingly addicting uh, City Skylines, which I have actually gone back to several times since recording that. That game's a blast. So if you missed that episode, definitely go back just one episode and uh, take a listen there. This week, in any case, we're playing something entirely different, and I have an entirely new guest with me today. Evan, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. Uh, Derek, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm very excited. This game, the game we played this week was very cool. First, I would like to, I would love to learn a little bit more about you, though, just so the listeners can figure out what kind of what your tastes are so they can see what they connect with. But I would love to know how long you've been playing games for and what is your favorite game and what genres do you typically, uh, do you typically find yourself going for the most often? Uh, yeah, totally. So in terms of playing games, I started when I was a wee youngster, of course. Um, but my family never really kind of afforded the, the, biggest and best kind of system. So I always worked on the old systems. I think the only real system that we owned was like a Super NES. Mm -hmm. And I had to go to my friends' places to play on their NES and their Playstations and that sort of thing. But uh, I've been uh, growing up with all that. In terms of my favorite um, genre of game is basically story-based RPGs. So of course, The Witcher is my my newest fave and then the, my past my past fave of course like everyone that loves these type of genres is uh final fantasy 7 which i'm mm. super excited for upcoming announcements on that but <laughs> i feel like for for that one it's just like people of our age like that was my first real rpg that i think i played 
through all the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, same here. Like, uh, it's very hard for me to put a hundred hours and complete a game. Uh, mm-hmm. but that was definitely one of them. And then mm-hmm. of course, uh, the shooters like on the, uh, s- uh, separate spectrum, I'm a big overwatch player and that sort of thing. So I did not know that you were a big overwatch player. Oh yeah. I put yeah. hundreds of hours into that. If no not way, thousands. Really? Oh yeah. I thought you were just a league man. No, like league of legends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah, I was addicted to that. I got out though. I got clean. Yes. Yes. That's, you've been out for a while, right? Y- yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you ever want to get back in? Um, the, my new workmates, they like league, they play mm. league. They, uh, they talk about it all the time and I, want to play with them and i just <laughs> i just remember the rage fest as has and it's like no i can't do that to me i'm clean <laughs> just when you thought you were out right yeah it won't no. go back into remission on that <laughs> that's good it's a good plan i mean at that point you wouldn't have any time to play anything else so um it's always like it's like when you're addicted to something like that it's you're ha- you have so much it can be frustrating but you have so much time with it but you also like miss out on so much other stuff i feel like yeah, like I, I like Xbox Game Pass has been great for me. I love uh, checking out the, all the different games on there. I sound like I'm actually like selling it now, but uh, <laughs> it, it's true though. It's like uh, like giving up League of, uh, League of Legends, giving up World of Warcraft because there's another one. I've got mm-hmm. time to play all these games now. Mm-hmm. Um, not really because I have a little one. So. <laughs> Yeah, and there's so many too, especially yeah, especially just with like just with the Game Pass subscription alone, like let alone things like Live or things like EA Access, like just uh, there's like 200 more than 200 games on it now, and I don't know, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could like even a few years ago, I feel like I couldn't imagine something like this happening, which is crazy because now it just seems like it's just such an integral part of the whole xbox ecosystem oh yeah 100 percent. it's like even when you think back to smartphones it's very similar to that like how did we live without these things <laughs> yeah how, how did we live without xbox game pass subscriptions there you go i've saved so much money already yeah <laughs> yeah uh, in any case, so this week, uh, so if you listened last week, you would have heard us draw for uh, a, a game that I had never heard of prior to drawing it. It's called War Groove. Um, Evan, would you mind taking us through the synopsis, sharing a little bit about the game? Yeah, the synopsis. I'm going to do a little voice in this. Take to the battlefield with War Groove, a strategy game for up to four players. Choose your commander and wage turn-based war on battling factions. Design and share maps, cutscenes, and campaigns with easy to use editors and in-depth customization tools how was that that could have been you you you, <laughs> you could be the uh like the voiceover for the trailer or something like that excellent uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh but uh yeah no it's uh yeah so we're talking about war groove we're talking about war groove we're talking about advanced wars we're talking about advanced wars did you ever play advanced wars <laughs> No, but I just no. clued into your reference, and uh, I didn't get to play Advance Wars, but uh, I okay. I know the similarities now that you mentioned it. I yeah, have my own yeah. similarities to it, of course, but... Uh, <laughs> Watching the trailer, I was like, oh, what is this weird anime game? It kind of looks like a Fire emblem type thing, mm-hmm. and then once you actually get inside, once you start the first level of the tutorial, you're like, oh my god, it's just Advance Wars, which is great. Like, it's, I mean, the last Advance Wars game was, I think there's only been, there's what, two or three of them. Um, I played the first one on Game Boy Advance and was super addicted to it. Um, it was one of those things where it's like, it came out, I was in like middle school or just in high school, and 
that was one of those games that my kind of whole social circle got into. And, you know, you're, you're all crowded around with the link cables and everything like that oh, yes. just so that you can, yeah, like that is, which is just doesn't happen anymore. And it, it no. like starting this game and giving me those feelings, like it just made me so nostalgic for the times that I used to play advanced wars. Yeah. And I pretty much right away connected with it. I think because of that. That's cool. I, I will admit this isn't my style of game, but um, mm-hmm. but what I compared it to was, uh, well, right off the bat, I was so intrigued. Like opening the game up, I was like, this is cool. So, uh, of course, for people who don't know, uh, Wargroove uh, starts with this really cool anime cutscene, and you get introduced to the character main characters right away off the bat and also different characters that you'll see down the road as you play the game. And it's super stereotypical anime Mm -hmm. title screen style so immediately i was drawn in because that's kind of my thing that that's that's that story rpg element so Mm -hmm. when i saw that i was like you i thought this was a totally different game and then you Mm -hmm. get into the first level i'm like oh so for me for you it was advanced wars for me it was final fantasy tactics that too, that too. Yeah. I, I feel like I, because I definitely had those thoughts as well, but it was, for me, it was more advanced Warsy just because it's like, just the whole, you are, you know, you have these different unit types, but, and, and on the map, you just see a single piece of that unit. But then when you actually attack someone, it does this little tiny cutscene where you're actually fighting and, and it like destroys the health of them, which, which gets rid of some of the guys that are actually there. Um, just the, yeah, it's, it is, it is just, it's a turn-based tactical uh, RPG essentially, and and yeah, akin to uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which I also I I, I didn't play on PlayStation because it, I, like I tried it once. I think I rented it, and I I mean I was like seven or eight years old, and it was the hardest thing that that had ever existed in my life it's at the a time. Difficult game, yeah, wow. yeah. And then, but I but I did play a ton of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Uh, uh, you know, years later when that came out, I think I was old enough at that point to understand that like strategy exists and strategy is important. And when I was a kid, I was like, you know, when I was younger, it's like, what is the fastest way to make this character attack the closest possible character, regardless of any repercussions that might exist? Yeah. Well, and uh, so going into that kind of the the first level, so I, it sounds to me from what I remember what Advance Wars was, it's far more akin to Advance Wars. Yeah, so you basically, uh, at the very beginning, um, uh, after kind of the, the intro and you get it, um, that won't ruin it for anybody um, unless you want me to. But after that first in- initial intro, where it's really basic tutorial, like hand holding mm-hmm. through, I was really appreciative of, of that. Uh, the handholding and that story element that they put in there. Mm-hmm. It was super slow. It was super kind of crawly, but I didn't get too, too upset with it. So they, they, uh, because of that, that story element. So I liked mm-hmm. it. And then you get into kind of the main cast of characters after that first initial round. And, um, what I really liked about it was they tied story into each and everything. Like you're actually doing these for a reason and each level had it different amplification for that so Mm -hmm. that's it drew me in that way Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i feel like it did a good job of ramping up in that it's not just like like there's this basic tutorial and then it's not just here's everything like each 
mission or each kind of act does introduce like new types of units or new strategies that you might need to implement. And I feel like it does a good job of teaching you each important piece as you go along. Um, like it didn't, and and which I feel like is fantastic because the game is immensely challenging. Um, yeah, like like so, so hard. Yeah. Especially when you get to those higher levels, um, and they started introducing kind of your side quests, but, uh, it, it was a, it's definitely a strategy game. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no like outside upgrading or anything like that. It's um, unless, unless it that's down later that I didn't get to. No. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. It's not like an RPG in that your characters are leveling up or anything like that. Like it's, it's your each instance or each, each level, each match is, it's the same. So, so there is not really any, you don't gain experience or anything like that aside from the experience you have while playing so that you can, you know, potentially do better the next time. But each instance is, is kind of set in its ways and um, you don't really have any control over that, which I feel like is good and bad. It, 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 it's just, it's very like how, when was the first time you lost? Do you remember the first match that you lost? No, I didn't actually lose a match. Um, so maybe I didn't make it as far as you. So I, I think the first one for me, it was about four or five matches in, and it's the first time. Did you get introduced to Ragnar? Yes, like oh, I, uh, Ragnar is the one that screams <laughs> at you, right? Rag- she's she's just very Rag- aggressive, yeah. and, and her, her yeah, I yeah. So her. she just screams at you and is very aggressive, very fast moving. Um, at like fourth or fifth match, I think it's the second time you face her. At this, at, in this one, you're actually half like like each. There, there's the basic units, but in a lot of matches, you yourself as a commander exist, uh, as well as an enemy commander may exist. And yeah. so, in a lot of the levels, the win conditions are to either like destroy all the enemy's buildings, or if you actually take down their commander, then that team loses. Um, so in this one, you were not just fighting Ragnar's uh, army; you were fighting Ragnar herself. Oh yeah, I did that um, one. And so, yeah, yeah. And so the first time I think I like the the first time I played it, I kind of was feel like I was rushing myself and my commander Mercia quickly died. Oh. Uh, and then on my yeah, and then that and that I didn't realize at that moment even though I think it actually said it in the game's dialogue that if your commander dies like you've lost it, the, it you've lost the battle type thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it does. I thought it was more of a story element and I was like, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine." Yeah. Um, but she died and then uh, on my second attempt, obviously much more strategically um, using the environmental defense because like in advanced wars a lot like a lot of these tactics games the type of of it like ground that you're on whether you're in a forest or on a road or on a mountain it does add like defense because obviously if i'm in a forest maybe it's easier for me to hide it'll be harder for the enemy to hit me than if, if i'm in the middle of the road where i'm a very very obvious target um so that time around i i used the environment to my advantage and and at that point like won the match in like six turns or something like that and and that's a big thing that i I really appreciated about this even though it's a very basic uh, strategy game it had those different elements that you could play so um, to going back to the environment the environment was really cool in terms of I, I have my pikemen and I attack f- from the mountainside and one thing that you have to keep in mind in this game is that when you attack another player if you don't kill them on that attack they attack you back mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, so of course they'll do less damage if you're attacking from the mountain Mm -hmm. um because you have defense four or and they might have defense zero right so Mm -hmm. and and because you're instigating you make that first attack so you're taking them down a bunch before they get the opportunity to reciprocate right and that's a another big element in this game that uh hugely uh 
uh, strategy based is the less health the unit has, the less powerful its attacks are. Mm -hmm. So having that first attack on them is huge and whittling down the opponents, you have to be like, okay, am I going to leave um, opponent A at full health and just destroy opponent B or am I going to Mm -hmm. whittle them both down evenly? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, those little simple, and they, they were all very simple rules that uh, are very understanding. But when you put the whole thing together, it was a very unique experience. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't die, but the, uh, um, but the next one where I almost did um, was on one where you're fleeing into the forest. Yes. With the, where the, is that the one where you're, there's like... The dogs. The dog. Oh, yes, yes. And is that, that's, that's when you're fleeing into the forest and the forest people like Valder or whatever? Um, Scree, uh, Scra- Oh my goodness. Oh, yes, yes. So you first fight the, 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 you first fight the one plant dude who's trying to eat you. Um, oh, he's such a jerk. He's such a jerk because then because then the like yeah so it's like like story-wise there's like this and the story's fairly light like it's not it's not super in-depth or anything but there's this just this jerk and uh what is his what what was his name scree or something right well something like that oh that's what he keeps saying i think it's like valder or valdi or something valder was was the uh was the king of the force was he not no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, he was like the dark guy. That's the one you. That's when you have to win, and that's when you ha- like use the like cart cart things, like the trolleys, to try to take just the peasant type oh, people. Oh, that out, was which a level can't, before. Can't actually then, fight or do anything. But yeah, that was level before yeah. that, and then you make it to the forest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, he was he was an interesting character, and then you beat him, and then some of these other forest guys come and are like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, these guys are trying to take over the forest," and he's just full. Yeah. Of we're just passing through. Just seriously. Yeah. Yeah. They are literally just running because their kingdom is being taken over and like they have no options because it's a no win situation. Did you, did you die on that one? Cause that one was hard. I, I don't think, uh, I probably died on that one. Um, is that cause that's the one. And then after that is when the forest giants come, right? Uh, I, I, okay. So this is where I didn't get far enough. So after that, you actually get this, um, like you fight one, like the king of the forest essentially because he's protecting his land and he uses these incredibly powerful forest giant units. Um, and this is where the game started getting like frustrating because I feel like, and I don't remember, like Advance Wars was so long ago for me, but I feel like at times potentially you could save inside of the match itself. And in this game, you cannot. No. So in this game, some of the missions feel pretty long. Like yeah. This one, which I do remember, die, I think I died several times here. Um, and you're, so you're half an hour in, you're 35 minutes in, and then you die, you have, you've not progressed at all. You have to start that whole instance over again. And, and sometimes like they, the, some of the maps are fairly large. So I feel like one thing that I had there is like, sometimes it takes a while to really get into the action of, of these. And so when you're on your fourth or fifth attempt for some of these uh for some of these these missions it can be it can feel a little stale at that point Mm -hmm. and then at the same time the inverse of that those once you finally beat it you feel so accomplished because it is so it is super challenging at times my biggest complaint was the fact that uh, the matches went for so long Mm -hmm. and you couldn't save um you couldn't leave and come back you basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you had to play the whole thing and 
I actually found, sorry to interrupt, I found it, something was weird too, and I don't know if it's like the game itself or if something was happening with my Xbox, but there was a few times where I would like go back to the my home screen or something for whatever reason, and then the game would would not be saved. In like, oh. like usually you can just hit resume, but it would actually just say launch again, and then it would launch actually into like the main menu again, and I have no idea, like I'm like the game shouldn't be able to do that, like I didn't know if something was happening actually with my Xbox. I never ran into that myself, interesting. You never no. that. Okay. It's just you, man. But yeah, that made it more even more annoying because I'm halfway through this match. I've lost five times and then now I have to start it again just because I like went out to check a message or something. Really? Like oh no. Um yeah, that that's my that's my biggest uh, irk on this. Is like if 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 the matches were I would appreciate the game more if the matches were were quicker, were tighter. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. there was just more of them. Um did you get a chance so on that note, did you get a chance to check out the arcade mode at all? No, it did open up. I didn't actually play the arcade mode. So the arcade mode of the game, essentially what that is is you choose a commander and each commander, one thing I should mention, the commanders all have slightly d- like different abilities essentially so like Ragna oh is that that was her name right Ragnar Ragna yeah Ragna yeah Ragna she was a bit she was stronger like her mm-hmm. her attacks to me did more damage than my attacks to her did but yeah. each each commander also has this power called a war groove which is essentially once the match has gone on for long enough or when they directly kill units it, their war groove meter like charges faster once it's done they get to they can use like an extra ability so the main character Mercia she can use this like healing ability which heals her almost entirely what it, it seems like but also any of the units that are in her like surrounding area get healed yeah, as well. so four, it can be very very powerful at, at, in it yeah exactly so it can be very powerful in intense moments of battle um whereas what's what's your old the old dude that who's like your elder yeah, so, uh, we, we should have wrote these names down but yeah i did and i'm just struggling <laughs> to find them in my, um, in my oh, emmerich is emmerich. emmerich emmerich had a crystal that you that didn't move and you placed it and that mm-hmm. crystal gave all your units uh four defense points so, which is the same as like being in a mountain, I believe, isn't it? Exactly. And that's how I won that forest one because I was just being overrun. And if I did not have that mm-hmm. down, um, I would have failed. So it was huge. That was a tough one because that that match introduced like the fog of war, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you can only see this small area around where your units are, but you'd also have these. There's one type of unit which is like a dog, and they can move quite fast and quite so so quite far. But you would actually, if you put a dog on a mountain, it would clear out a bigger chunk of that fog, so you had a better idea of what was coming towards you. Um, but it was tough because then my do- you're like my dog would die. And then that area would disappear. And then I would actually go back into that area. And now there's like three dudes there where it felt like there was only one before. Mm-hmm. That that scouting with the dog was it was a strategy on its own. So it's basically, do I think of like a torch? You basically, do I leave this torch mm-hmm. here or do I pick it up to fight somebody with it mm-hmm. type of thing? Totally. Because in, in some of those matches as well, you're limited in the units that you have. So it's useful here, standing here, because it can show me more mm-hmm. stuff. But by leaving it there, I also now have one less unit that I can actually make make an attack yeah. with. So it was it added that, that, that cool extra um, element of strategy. And I found for, for how uh, far as, as far as I had was able to get in the game, um, I found that each map had its own unique 
play style, which um, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. It wasn't the same thing as the last map. It was always different. It was always unique. There's um, and it always was able to use the the aspects of what you've learned in the past ones, but only mm-hmm. as a bonus, um, but not actually for the main game or the main match like the dogs in this case mm-hmm. you have the dogs to scout which you never used before in the match before that you had a carriage that you had to carriage pe- uh, um, yeah. ferry people yeah. across the maps it was so cool that way um, and that's mm-hmm. what I appreciated and so that ideas of those longer maps were kind of s- weighed uh, against the fact that you have a different a different play style for sure. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't the, I, I think for me, the missions being long weren't the problem. It was that just because you can't, yeah, like you can't save mid mission. So it was when you die, you die once. That's fine. I've learned from that. I'm going to replay it. But when it's like the third or fourth time, because well, in the default difficult, like you can change the difficulty on the fly. Actually, you can change before you go into a match, you can change it. The default is hard. Um, and so when you go into normal, it's something like, I think the main differences are that your war groove charges at a, 120% of the normal rate and the damage you take is only 80%. So, um, so you're struggling with a mission. It, it, like I eventually did turn the difficulty down for a, for a single mission. Uh, so sometime in, it was like in act three at a point, this mission you get, you get six guys and it's like, at numerous times during the mission, there's like nine to 11 enemies spawning oh. at once. And it, it was in, it's crazy. Cause so yeah, cause you're just like, okay, I can handle this bunch, but I've lost one guy, which means now when the next bunch comes up, there's one less dude that can do damage, one less dude to take damage. So, so it was like by the second end of the second set, like I'm just, my party's been wiped out at that point. So uh, trying that one several times, I felt like I was not making enough progress. And so for that mission, I lowered it down to normal difficulty. Um, and then the one, uh, one other thing it limits is that after each match, based on how long it took you and how many units you, uh, uh, lost and how many units you destroyed you get a ranking and and the ranking gives you stars which is basically just like a completionist thing if you're on normal you're limited i think to an a b ranking whereas the s ranking which is obviously the coveted one you can only get if you do really well on hard um so yeah so that mission i did lower the difficulty down to normal and then it actually kind of felt too easy <laughs> at that point um you still lost units and everything but i just felt like i didn't have to be nearly as careful with my actions as i did prior to to changing it so i almost wish that there was something between the two difficulties which i mean is weird to say as well because it's like (laughs) i don't know either medium normal is too easy and hard is too hard i don't know i don't know what difficulty i was playing on (laughs) yeah i mean if you if you didn't change it it would have been on hard for that whole time because hard is the default um which i mean is that does it even make sense like if hard is the default isn't hard just normal because I think there, w- I, I I'm not 100 certain, but I believe there was a harder difficulty than that as well. I I only saw two, and I don't know what one I chose. Okay, and then there is easy too, which I I like. Is that for? Oh, and there's even story, which I think there's a so there's a story difficulty, which I think everything does so little damage that you're for sure just gonna whip through the instances themselves, um, so you can experience more of the story without you know without getting frustrated or whatever with the game right. itself. Um, yeah, that whole and they they did have that three star system. Uh, just going back to that, um, I, 
it, it's for the completionists in in some of us, not all of us. Are you a completion? No, You're no, not no. a completionist. For for the first little while, um, I'll be like, I'm going to get everything in the game, and then after a mm-hmm. while, it's like. Now I'm just here for the rest of the story. I just have to finish. Totally, so yeah. I f- yeah, I feel like I like I so rarely get to the point where I actually finish a game that I'm like I don't care about I don't care about any of this collection stuff because I'm not going to see through the end of the game anyways. And this just takes time that I, I will it'll take up time where I could be seeing more story than I would but otherwise. The, the way that they did it, like this this whole kind of um, Super Mario Mario World. Um, uh, layout where you basically have a little section of a world that looks like a forest and and you go through mm-hmm. f- four or five stages and then you go to the next world like you see it in mobile games all the time now um and so they did kind of that sort of thing in here as well it's basically you just have a map you have five missions within each little section of the map which was mm-hmm specific like in the first section you had your 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 battlefield rolling hills type of thing with castles and whatnot Mm -hmm. then your secondary is your um your forest and then um what was the third area again it it was like pretty mountainous and stuff like that in those because that's that introduces like some other types of units as well like flying units um which are which definitely add a lot more difficulty to the game as well because certain units you know if they're ground-based they cannot attack Mm -hmm. flying units so they are literally just sitting prey at that point um so then you gotta be even more strategic with what units you're building because in certain maps certain maps your units are kind of set but a lot of maps as well you get like barracks and so you'll you'll gain money each turn and then you can choose which units you want to build and of course some of the better units are more expensive whereas you know so you're spending a lot of money on that versus if i choose this cheaper unit it might not be as strong but maybe i can overrun him by making a lot of them type thing so there's so much strategy like i mean it's strategy game you got to be strategic but there's so much strategy involved in this game and and it's this deceptively simple um they like mm-hmm. like I said, there's no skill trees. There's no outside building up. Mm-hmm. It's a literally all in game, and it's very deceptively simple, very easy to get into, yet um, very complex to play well. Yeah, and it's very much like a lot of those. I found a lot of the missions for me were, it's it's you learn from your mistakes and you try to apply different practices after you first fail to the next round that you try. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. Uh, it was really good that way. One of the things I wanted to, I, I started talking about earlier and I didn't finish with you, but the arcade mode, I feel like you might enjoy more. So in the arcade mode, you choose a commander and then basically play through five smaller maps. Um, and so there's not really, there's a very, very even lighter story than the main campaign, but you play through these maps and they're kind of mirrored a lot of them. So it's like, you're on the exact same playing. You're not kind of traversing through this uh more linear map like it's it's a straight up battle and you and your opponent are set as equals essentially um and they're small maps each round takes about i would say 15 to 25 minutes at that point but they feel much more fast paced just because of the size of the map and because it 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 is more deliberate in that it's just a battle versus some of these that try to apply story to the actual uh the actual mission itself as well so that was actually a very very fun mode there's also a puzzle mode which i didn't actually get to play but in the puzzle mode you're essentially presented with a scenario so a match that's already in place or whatnot and you have one turn essentially to figure out how to win um, which sounds actually kind of cool as well that i did not unlock but i'm i'm immediately intrigued that i I, i'm gonna have to go back to (laughs) unlock it those ones those are the those are the little silly mobile games that i download 
finish this in four yeah, moves. Exactly. Well, and playing this game too, like I, one of the things that uh, like first mission, I'm thinking like, why are there not more turn-based strategy games on mobile? Cause I feel like a lot of mobile games, your the toughest portion is the, the controls. And a game like this feels so perfectly suited for touchscreen because you don't have to have fast reactions. Like you can plan things out. You don't have to like, it just feels so perfectly suited for that. How is something like this, why, why aren't there more strategy games on mobile? Why isn't this on mobile? I, I can't answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like this would be such a cool, like especially things like that puzzle mode and, uh, you know, things like the the arcade mode. The campaign I can see, you know, I don't I don't really want to sit on my phone for an hour and lose it. Yeah. Because maybe you throw your phone at the wall, you're so mad because uh, you were just about to win. Or, or um, they could but, easily rectify that with a simple in-game save just saying yeah that's true that's true but like i even do it in like a tactical way where it's not like i'm just gonna spam save every turn like maybe you get three saves a mission or something like that use them when you're you know use them when use them strategically because once you're out you're out like there are ways to do that without making it completely like we've ruined the difficulty because you can just save every time you want oh no no all it all it is is an is an auto save it it, like if you close your Mm -hmm. game out it just resumes you back there's there's no manual save whatsoever so um Mm -hmm. that would have been cool to see uh and yeah the the whole mobile subject that's that we can talk about hours but that that'd be i think the main (laughs) reason why we don't see many of these games on mobile is the fact of screen size we could do it on a tablet but uh but the the market for tablet games are so small right now compared Compared to to phones phones. so um i think we're just limited with uh with um Mm -hmm. that space right now for these type of games because this map was large well and i have to imagine here too like i think price is such a factor for mobile games a turn-based strategy game that would be successful on mobile would be free and would be filled with in-app purchases and so you know a game like this where like so few people will pay for an actual full experience on their phone i feel like and that's like how is porting is porting a lot of these games even worth it like i know stardew valley got ported to iphone and just hit android i think in the last month or so and that one has apparently been it's quite been successful super but successful, i mean yeah. anytime yeah but anytime you look at those top charts it's always that free stuff that you know you you get the whales or whatnot that are constantly putting money into the timers and the energies and stuff like that but um, it just feels like a lot of like a game like this. I can't. It's a pretty like niche thing in the first place. I can't imagine it would do super successfully in terms of people paying for it on their phones if it was available. Yeah, it would. It'd have to switch its model because um, you're right. Not a lot of mobile games you pay straight up. But you know what? I think if it was, um, if it was a game that was made, there there are, like you said, Stardew Valley. I think Stardew Valley is a is a different. Um, topic altogether on why it's successful but um Mm -hmm. uh there are a lot of just one-off games that are five bucks and they're good like uh, i i paid for a couple of them i'm like these are solid games i'm not i'm not interrupted by all this ads or or gotchas or or anything like that so (laughs) there is a market for those uh, they call them premium games um where you just buy them one-offs it's crazy that just just because like it costing money is a considered premium (laughs) for mobile like shouldn't this stuff cost money like come on for mobile and five and five bucks on uh, five dollars well how many people will like like 
just the people that I, so many people that I've talked to, or even my own family, like they'll spend X, let's spend any amount of money on like going to dinner or getting a coffee at Starbucks or whatever. But like this app is 99 cents. Hell no, I'm not getting that app. Like I'm going to find a free app fill, full, filled with ads that does half as much instead. Like it doesn't make any no, sense. It, to and me. it's so true. It's such a weird mindset that we're, that we're in a, mm-hmm. uh, surrounding it because let's take it a step further. You know, those free games that we're just talking about where you can, uh, speed up your timers we totally went off topic but i'm going to finish this thought (laughs) um so those 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 uh, free games with those timers those timers are 10 bucks in a lot of these like it's insane and and that's not you know that's not a permanent thing either like once you know once i've you know i've once i've got the instant gratification for this and expunged whatever currency i've purchased there like you're gonna have to do that again and probably not too far down the line like depending on how you spend that that currency or that energy like it's so true it's yeah it's which i have like i have no if that's the way i mean that's just the way i play i mean i play some of those games too but that's just the way games have to be designed like that for people to even potentially download them because if you if you're not for a lot of people anyways like if you're not charging money for the game you obviously still need to make money on this work you're doing and that seems to be the only way that actually people will jump into uh yeah totally but let's put a different spin and let's bring this back to 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 our main topic here is is (laughs) i just mentioned 10 bucks on on a timer in a game and this is a legit example i'm not going to share what game but i saw that like speed this up finish your task 10 bucks i'm like Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. So um, now let's spin this back to these full-fledged games on Xbox Game Pass. Are what are you paying per month for Xbox Game Pass? I think it's ten. Oh no, it's fifteen bucks per month uh, if you pay bi-monthly. And so you get all of these games, and it's such an awesome mm-hmm. deal. And um, it would mm-hmm. be super cool to see a mobile platform like that too. Well, at, like Apple at their March event, they just announced a new subscription service called Apple Arcade, no. which is going to be launching this fall and feels very much like that. It is a monthly fee that they haven't announced yet. So probably somewhere between five and ten dollars. And that will give you access to unlimited access to all these games. And they're actually even funding some of these games for developers specifically to be on this that service. Is cool. that is cool. um, so it's still like very. Yeah, it's super cool. It's still very early on. But I feel like some of the games they've shown off a few games and a lot of it is these like experience you know like short story based experiences for instance like you know something like a few episodes ago we did what remains of edith finch which is like a two and a half hour incredible story and that's something that i feel like you know it's you can't release that on mobile because nobody will pay for that and that's an experience where you can't put anything that would make money into it there are no microtransactions to put into it so a a service like this like like game pass or like an apple arcade existing means that those games can be made and those games can gain an audience where they might not have been able to before yeah and and those developers still get a little bit of kickback for it. Totally, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to... I can see more and more stuff like this happening, um, especially as things like EA Access is going to be expanding to uh, PlayStation 4 uh, in July, I believe, is the is mm-hmm, the time frame mm-hmm. for that. Um, it's just going to... like, a, a, And I feel like Sony at some point is going to have to respond. Like They've got PlayStation now, but I feel like it's not nearly... It's mostly streaming, and it's not nearly on the same level, I feel like, at this point. Yeah. It's mostly older well, stuff. Well, now, 
now you've got um, Google's coming to the party. Had the Stadia re- stuff as well, yeah, definitely. Oh, I am so excited for that. <laughs> well, and NVIDIA is doing GeForce now as well, which uh, I hear I, I have a few. I've had a, I have a few friends that use that now to actually play League oh, of Legends, uh, and they're playing it on like you know old MacBook Airs that would never be able to run the game in the first place, and they're getting these like they're getting great performance because none of it's happening on their own yeah. system, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting couple. Oh, of years, yeah, hundred percent. Like, like we're we're I'm we're going to be able to take our tablets and play these AAA titles that um, look at stuff like Project X Cloud. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Going to be super sweet. And actually, by the time this podcast airs, I, I think we'll probably know a lot more about X Cloud because Microsoft's E three presentation is coming up in just oh, a couple yes, of weeks. That's true. Yeah, which I'm unbelievably excited for. We should probably talk about yeah. Wargroove. Um, what, <laughs> one thing that I, I I was going to ask about Wargroove: What do you think came first? The skill name, the 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 uh, commanders with their war grooves, mm-hmm. or the title for the game? It's a good question because so like last week when we decided this game or when this game was chosen for us, like I'm like, is this a dancing war game? Like what is the? <laughs> yeah, like like that is what I immediately jumped to. And at this point, where I've played the game for hours and hours and hours, I still don't understand why it's called that, and I don't understand why that's their special move. It's <laughs> like. It's the groove that they get in wartime. Is it that simple? Is that like, am I just dumb that I, like I thought about this a lot yeah, and I could totally. not figure they, it out and you just explained it and it made so much they, sense. They have this groove, this, this special ability. And um, I guess you could have called it many different things, but then adding war to yeah. it, it's, it's their war groove. Yeah. Well, and now like ex- having you having explained it like that couldn't be called anything else. <laughs> like that go. makes so much sense. But yeah, I did not clue in until you just, yeah. uh, and war, it's so obvious war now. skill. Doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's go yeah. play War Skill. <laughs> yeah, no War. Yeah, and at this point, no dancing no, in the game. So, uh, there was, um, I think, there was a character, or was that just Ragna going all crazy? Yeah, I might have just yeah. been Ragna. I, I loved her screaming. I laughed out loud when she came when she was first introduced. <laughs> I loved her. Yeah, she's hilarious. She was hilarious, and she pops. She pops back up as well because yeah, I mean, she's a big character in the campaign of the game. I wonder though, because was one of the cool things as well replayability wise like the campaign's not huge it's it's i think it's fairly short it'll take you a long time because it's super hard or i'm just bad at strategy games one of those two things why not Um, both but you actually there's (laughs) yeah why not both um there's so much there's a huge amount of creation options in the game as well so i don't know if you looked at that stuff at all but you can you have the ability to create your own maps there's a brat web like there's a browser that allows you to see and download or even rate content that other players have created um so right there there are tons of replayability, but there's even options to create your own campaign, including text and including cutscenes and everything like that. So, like, it's one of those things where once you, you know, if you like the type of game and if you like the mechanics of the game, there is limitless content to play here, and and that's all just free. There's no there's no DLC, there's no paywall. Like, it is just you you have unlimited access to all of the stuff that people are creating. And if something, you know, if you don't see what you want to play, you can create that yourself in this game too, which I think is mm-hmm. super. Cool. That uh, and you don't see a lot of that any uh, uh, as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, for a game that was released right on Game Pass, because I don't think it had any mm-hmm. time before that. I don't believe so either. Yeah, because it just launched in the past month or so. I think right. So it just came directly to Game Pass, and it's it's a game that that has 
like it's just so much content as much as the the community mm-hmm. will put into it and i think putting it into mm-hmm. that game pass environment was super smart for this type of game because it would ramp that content mm-hmm. up really qu- much more quicker than mm-hmm. if, if it was if people were just buying it thinking they might like it totally well and ramping that content up like this game also is so multiplayer of course online or up to four players Mm -hmm. local multiplayer but also like ramping up that content is important because the game also features cross play between xbox pc and nintendo switch players so um so yeah you can be playing this game on the go on your switch and playing with someone that's playing on their xbox at home and i love that any game that including crossplay at this point i think that is it's still so new and it's still so it's such a strange thing still I oh, think, yeah because it's and only it like be. only a few huge yeah it shouldn't be it shouldn't be no way but only a few huge and popular titles have been able mm-hmm. to add it at this point for at least on the playstation side of things but the more games that are doing this like i cannot wait until it's just a standard but you can you know somebody somebody's talking somebody likes uh somebody's talking about playing wargroove on their switch and you have xbox game pass you can literally you can just go play with them like it's so cool yeah i need to get a switch <laughs> but not for wargroove because you can already true. put it on your xbox but why do i need a switch when i yeah, got an yeah. xbox with xbox game pass <laughs> there you go yeah yeah with more games than you could ever possibly play literally quite literally <laughs> uh is there anything else that you do want to say about wargroove or are you uh the voice acting there is very s- slim but i um so the mm-hmm. art style and the voice acting um what i really liked about the voice acting in this is is they never matched the um the text that you read but the feel always mm-hmm. matched the text that you read and it was really cool of mm-hmm. adding that just audio uh symbolism the art style was uh, is a um is a 16-bit art style it's super simple nothing crazy mm-hmm. um and yet um it was well done like when you were on the fields looking at the little um, pixelated cinematics you sk- still get the wind going through the uh, through the yeah, uh, totally. uh, motions and um, and any time that you had a battle it's so much more detailed so detailed so much more detailed so it was really cool um, how they integrated each and every style that made sense and it just made the game so much more enjoyable and i don't think if you were looking for it you would know why you enjoyed it but it's all those little things tied Mm -hmm. together that just made it a big Mm -hmm. nice package so yeah like it's this very it's like a small independent title that has this retro art style but at the same time it is very slick and stylish and it 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 seems like there's a lot of very deliberate choices Mm -hmm. in terms of its presentation and um yeah, and it's something like I I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was good. So in terms of Wargroove is for you, would you say is Wargroove a skip or would you say Wargroove is worth a try or is Wargroove a must play? From my perspective in the type of games I like, um I would say it's worth a try. If you are a person mm-hmm. that loves the um loves tactical strategy uh, strategy and that sort of thing it's a must play yeah i think i i think i pretty much agree with that i think it's a genre that 
like if you don't know what to expect going into something like this, I think you could be turned off very quickly because it's very hard and you have to be very strategic in it. Um, but it's also one of those things where because it does kind of walk you, you know, it, it introduces things, it introduces mechanics slowly and it takes you through, excuse me, excuse me. It takes you through things slowly enough that like you're never overwhelmed with how much stuff you need to learn at one time. I also feel like if it's something where you're interested in trying this genre, this could definitely be a good game to start with because I had an easier time at the start than than a lot of other strategy games that I've played and not that I played that many but it felt it felt right. comfortable to get into it felt friendly enough that I wasn't immediately turned off with the difficulty and the diff just because you can you can very easily change the difficulty at any point if you need to as well some of those games I feel like you're you're stuck with what you choose at the start and with a game like this like like if you're in a spot where okay this is too hard for me now I'm now at the point where I'm not enjoying it and you'd have to start again in order to change the difficulty you're just no, never going to play totally that game true. again yeah so yeah so I would say it's a I would say it's worth a try as well it is a it is it is a very specific genre that I think you have to enjoy to probably get a lot out of this game but because I'm open to playing like I had so much fun playing this game and there was frustrating moments and all of that sort of thing but I definitely do not regret a single moment that I played uh, the game for at this point <laughs> i have nothing else to add you pretty much took the words out of my mouth so in that case so i am gonna go ahead and uh i'm gonna draw the game for the next episode all right so it looks like next week we are going to play super, super lucky's, lucky's tale, tale. I know it's a platformer, and that is. I know it's about a squirrel, and I'm not confident in that at all. So it might not be about a squirrel. No, enjoy (laughs) it for me. Okay, so that is the game we're playing next. Uh, This has been War Groove. Um, This has been Evan. Evan, thank you so much for joining us. uh, Yeah, thanks for for having me. Episode here. I'm glad that you didn't hate the game. No, yeah, thanks for making me play War Groove. Honestly, I I wouldn't have played it unless you told me to. Um, Just so it was good. Totally. That's yeah. that's Xbox Game Passengers. Like, I played Disneyland Adventures for an absurd amount of time because I had to for this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was your first one. That was the first one. Yeah, that was and that, that was one of those things where it's like this game is terrible. Why am I doing this show? Why don't I just play the games that I want to play? Um, but then we get things like this, like Wargroove, which I would not have played otherwise, and I did really enjoy my time with it. So it's worth it. You gotta you gotta trudge through the bad to get to the good, right? Yeah, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, this has been Xbox Game Passengers. Um, we've just been talking about Wargroove. So if you are a Game Pass subscriber, it just go and download it. We are, of course, still just ramping things up with this podcast. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, anything that you can do to get the show out there, whether it's sharing it with a single friend, giving us a five star on iTunes, writing a couple sentences about how awesome we are on Apple Podcasts, all of that can make a pretty huge difference for us. Um, So if you are enjoying the show, please let somebody know that you are. And if you're not, I would love to hear what you would like to hear instead. You can always reach out to me at Derek at Geekscape.net. But for now, I think we are done. And uh, we'll see you next episode with Super Lucky's Tale. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Evan. Awesome. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.